Good afternoon, Sherry Spiegel. How are you? Hello, Paul Fitzgerald. I'm well. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, too. After 100, what is this, 102? 102. Two. Yeah, um, after 102 is. episodes, I still don't know how to reply to that question. What's funny is I am always disappointed in myself after I say that I'm well. <laughs> uh, one of these episodes, we'll come up with another thing or we'll just kind of be okay with it. Yeah, but like, what else is there to say in that question? I'm going to ask you again. How are you, Paul? Well, because I always feel like I, See, what I want to say is, well. yeah, is um, I'm doing well as well. Yeah. It's like, ah, I don't want to use the same word twice. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Well, I'm, but I'm well too. I'm also I'm also well. Thank you. That's good. Yeah. I'm also well. I'm also well. I'm, I'm, it's hard to say though. I in addition too, to your wellness, I, I, I recognize well. my own wellness. <laughs> Delightful. Thank you for asking. Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah. Uh, good. We're not recording in a closet this week. No, we're not. We're not. We are. We are recording in a room though. Uh, in a beautiful room it is. It is. I don't think we checked my mic. Can you hear me okay? Uh, I don't want to say something. I will say things. Yeah, you're good. Okay, great. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Loud and clear. Loud and clear. clear. <clears throat> nothing the, uh, nothing post-production can adjust if it needs to, and that goes for both of us. That's true. That goes for That's both true. of us, so. Yeah. Very cool. Well. So, right <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to the topic of this week, right? So. Well, I was going to say, well, folks, this has been a lovely podcast. <laughs> yep. See you next See week. See you next week, guys. <laughs> you know, artists talk about this sometimes. It's it's like, do you have to be troubled to be an artist? Mm. Um, and it's like, if life is easy and comfortable and great, does is that like a motivation, creativity killer? It's like, do you, do you have to have this struggle in order to to do creative, extraordinary sort of thing? You know what I mean? Mm. And it's like, so... Mm-hmm. Or co- comedians, notorious conversations about like stand-up comics, how they always have these like big life struggles, challenges, and how much pain they're perpetually in, and that somehow fuels this. And it's like they don't they actively don't want to figure their shit out. Right. Because the 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 muse of comedy will leave them if they're actually happy and satisfied, right? <laughs> well, I think this relates to something we talked about a while ago, right? Like people enjoy sharing in other people's misery. Right. Right. But like, can you imagine like if, if somebody was giving a comedy show that was just all about how good their life is, that wouldn't be comedy. That would be bragging. That would be bragging. Yeah. And they're like, right? I don't think anybody would go. And then... I found 20 bucks on the sidewalk and then you'll never guess what happened next. Like, it's just <laughs> like, good for you. It yeah. was as like the person knocks back their. Yeah. I went home, had a nice meal, watched some Netflix and had a good <laughs> night's sleep. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Eh. Yeah. Eric and I talk about this sometimes about the fact that like, no one's ever going to write like a romantic comedy or anything about us because we're. Like, our relationship is epically boring, I think. Yeah, which, I mean, that's the way I like it. You know, it's oh, like, yeah. I'm, I'm down for some serious, not a lot actually going on most of the time. Yeah. And I, I don't know if that was always true. It's like, I, I sort of feel, I mean, I, I certainly had my day of wild and crazy times, but I was like 19 at the time, 20 right. at the time. But it's like, when you're 50, it's like, well, let's find 20 <laughs> bucks on the road, 
It's out of the road. Go home, yeah. have a nice meal, watch Netflix and go to bed. It's like that. that's pretty much my highest aspiration these days. Right. What's well, interesting. Bore me, bore me up. Bore yeah. the hell out of me. I, I, I couldn't be happier. Well, it's interesting. It's kind of interesting, though, because I feel like part of me, because I'm a fire sign, I think everything should be fiery all the time. And I used to equate that with like, like passion and tension. And, you know, like I've had really good friends who like we would fight all the time and I would find that enjoyable almost. Right. right? But now I very much enjoy my relationships where everyone talks about their needs and, um, you know, communicates effectively and it's super boring but can it still be a fire though i mean it it can be a controlled burn as opposed to a inflagration conflagration you know maybe it's just that the the fire is still there but it's being used in a different direction Uh. right like you and i are both fire signs Right. And so I think early in our relationship, we would use that fire against each other. Well, uh, or or it was fire undirected. Yeah. Uh, there's collateral damage. Indeed. You know, undirected gives rise to collateral damage. Yeah. And it's like, well, I don't know what to apply fire to. So I'll just burn everything and it'll it'll hit the right target. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like I've, I've lived that way before um, right. until probably not that long ago, I suspect. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So like, I'm just thinking of like a rocket ship and now that like, whatever our propulsion is like aimed the same direction, like we're go, like we go places quickly. I think you and I, we do, we do. Um, Um, but yeah, that rocket ship that is riding an explosion into space, Yeah, you know, and, uh, if not appropriately directed, you don't go that far. Somebody's getting burnt. Somebody's getting burnt. Somebody's getting burnt. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, so yeah, uh, there's a there's a Prometheus quality to this conversation, isn't it? Mm. Right. Um can can the human condition steal fire from the gods and apply it to its own ends? Or does everything just end up burning down in the process? I'm getting the story right, didn't I? Aren't I the Prometheus thing? It's about stealing, stealing fire, fire from, from the, the gods. gods. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't know what to do with that. Like, hmm. Say more about why you're connecting with that My story pre- <laughs> right now. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, we're, you know, people are, a lot of folks are born fiery, yep. you know, and it's hard to know what the right thing to do is. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a challenge to know. Um, where energies should be directed. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of a lot of exhaustion that a lot of people face, I think, is born out of not not knowing how to direct one's intention mm-hmm. in in a way that not only achieves some sort of result that looks like something that they want to do, but also um satisfies some internal drive and desire. It's like, yeah, yeah, this is meaningful to me. Right. How do you direct your fire in the right place? Because you know you don't have enough. You know you don't you don't have an infinite supply no. of fire. You know, and and the fire fire spread out in too many places here causes us to burn as well, mm-hmm. right? And it's like you end up exhausted and worn out, 
burnout. You have burnout. Yes. You know, the right? fire has been extinguished because it's been spread out so much that it can no longer actually generate flame. So uh, we're working this analogy to that. To it's the, an apt the, metaphor. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's really getting, putting a hard day's work in this metaphor. Yeah. And so, you know. <laughs> it got you all fired up. Yeah. But I mean, the thing about this fire is we think that we're not responsible for it. Right. It's like I was. What do, you, what do you want me to do? I was born this way. And it's you know, you're just going to burn everything down around you because it feels so big. It's uncontrollable. And, you know, you're just going to say, well, you know what? YOLO, I'm a Sagittarius or an Aries or a Leo. And that's just sort of the, sort of the way I'm, I was I was built. And uh, everybody's wonderfully lucky because I get to sear everything around me. And people are like, yeah, great. Um, so it's, you know, how does one, how does one own one's fire? Yeah. So you can be a rocket instead of, instead of an explosion. Yeah. And therefore being able to recognize that when the rocket is actually going on a trajectory and making good progress to being in stable orbit or wherever it's going, um, without feeling like you have to continue to just like burn everything. And yeah. so it's, the fire is lit and the rocket's doing the work, you know? So in order to go from how do you be a, how do you be a rocket versus an explosion, Mm -hmm. I think you have to see that the you you have stolen fire from the gods and you can actually control this thing. Mm -hmm. You're you're not you're not being burned by the universe. You are the universe and you get to direct this fire where it wants to go. Right. So um there's a it, but it's not it's not harnessing. No. You know, you, you're not trying to squelch anything or put blinders on it or anything like that. You're trying to find the direction in which this goes. Yeah. Knowing full well that it will come out. So it'll do you good yeah. to find a way to direct this or else, or or else, you know, right. it's going to burn something. How so, do you want it to go? Yeah. So Trevor Hall has this song that's called Sagittarius, right? So it's about fire signs, essentially. Um, and he has a line in it that says, I'm still learning how to walk in my fire. Right. Right. right and right. so, and I think that's, that's it. Like, like, um, yeah, fire signs. And I don't know, maybe, maybe we're taking the, the Zodiac far today. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, we but, might be, yeah, we might but, be. you know, I mean, it's probably sure, you know, like, Maybe air signs feel some sort of similarity, like water you know, signs. And yeah, yeah. Signs, um, yeah. In my classes this week, we were actually one of the questions I had them answer was like choosing between earth, water, fire, and uh, air, like which is their favorite. Yeah. Um, and then we talked about like, well, how did you choose? Um, and of course, mine is like fire. You're because, asking an Aries this question. Right? Right? It's like, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Well, in my whole class, not yeah. whole class, but like the majority answer was water. And I was like, what? You're wrong. It's fire. <laughs> right? But that's, of course, because I'm a Leo. But I also what's interesting to me about that is I've always felt fiery, but. I've always felt like this huge onus to contain my own fire. Right. Keep it small. Right. And as I think about that kind of imagery, like I would be ashamed if other people saw my fire. Mm -hmm. um, and what I figured out about that is like, once you know something that's true about your essence, like if it is the fire that you've stolen, right. Um, and you try to hide it or you try to contain it. Like all that ends up happening is I'm like literally burning from the inside yeah, out. Yeah, right. Right. right? Like I have to let it out. Um, and the more like, it's just like that Trevor Hall song, the more I learn to walk and just own the fact, like I am a Leo, I'm a redhead. This is what you're going to get. Right. It's like your lucky day, I come world. with a warning sign. Yeah, right. right? Um, but I don't know. It's a, uh, yeah, it's interesting. 
learning to like walk in whatever you are. Yeah, it really is. And I think that's uh, the life's life's goal, life's mission here. I mean, I think it might actually be for me. I mean, this is right up there along with, you know, living in, uh, living with authenticity and being true to yourself and, and, and sort of all of this. And oftentimes when we think about living authentically and being true to ourselves, we think of someone who is like really fitting in mm -hmm. with what they think the world sort of is. And it's like, it's not really that usually. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's celebrating unique. It's like what I was saying the other day, it's like, what if we celebrated the differences in, in our, the ways in which we're different as opposed to feeling, be feeling ashamed of them. Mm -hmm. um, and the way that you know, I mean, you and I were both fire signs, but we're different too. You know, I mean, yeah. we, we're not the same person. I mean, our fires burn a little bit differently than, than each other's. Mm -hmm. um, and how they get expressed is, you know, I, I mean, I, there's ways that I like to do stuff. I mean, you like to do, you know? right, <laughs> it's like there's, right. there's still differences, but yeah. there's still this internal, internal drive to do stuff. And, you know, this, of course, is like you said, this is not unique to, to, to fire science. It's like, if you're a Libra, I get it. It's cool. You know, Virgos, <laughs> sure. Play it. Yeah, it's great. You know, that's great. Um, how does anyone tap into what their essence is to move, move whatever it is, whatever is right. forward. And I don't think, I think for many people, just because of how this world works and how we're born and the way our brains develop and all of that, I think most of the floundering that one feels early in life is expected. I mean, you have to, you have to experiment, I think. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to try some different stuff and see how it goes. And um, you don't, you don't know until you sort of try with, a, with a lot of stuff. I don't think anybody's born knowing what their life's purpose really sort of is. Wouldn't that be lovely? It would be lovely, but at the same time, not particularly interesting. I mean, some of my, some of my looking back, some of my most, most cherished memories or profound things in my life is when I discovered something about either what it is or what it's not. Cause like, I don't know, or watching it go from something that it was and changed into mm -hmm. something else. Cause it doesn't have to be like your life can be more than one sound bite of a, of a mission statement. You can, you can pivot, mm -hmm. you know, and, and do uh, other stuff. I mean, how often do you and I say, oh, we're doing this now? Yeah. That's, you know, it's like, oh, we're doing this now, I guess. That's strange. This well, is unexpected. Yeah. And maybe just your, maybe your mission statement has multiple clauses, right? Yeah. And like different times you're working on different clauses. doesn't mean you've abandoned the mission. Oh, no, no, no. Right. But yeah. Because the, the mission is ultimately, I think, the same for everybody on some level. It's I want to be, I want to live a life true to myself. Uh, as vague as that is. I think many people don't, I mean, I, I don't, I have no data that I'm pulling from here. It just seems like you see a lot of people struggling, having a hard time trying to wrap their head about what's going on, not feeling fulfilled in their job or in their relationships or whatever it is. Yeah. And there's room for a conversation about what could be sort of tweaked. Not that you or I have the answer to it for anyone except ourselves. Yeah. You know? Well, that's what I was thinking, as you said, what was it you just said? Um, that, People want to live a life true to themselves. Yeah. I, right. I'm i not sure. Like, I think that's true for me. I suspect it's true for you. Yeah. I'm not sure everyone feels entitled to that life. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or in a position to... To fulfill that. To fulfill it at, at the moment. Right. In, in the moment. Well, and I think there are a lot of cultural kinds of uh, reasons why people might feel like... Um, you know, I've heard this from my students. Like, I just want to live a life that 
makes my parents proud of me. Yeah, right. And that that desire to live a life true to themselves and that desire to make their parents proud. Um, even though in the end, those two things might merge. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times from where my students sit, they are completely non-congruent. Well, yeah, what, what that <laughs> thing is, what the thing is that the parents want is not in any way what, you know, flips the switch on the kid uh, yeah. of an exciting, worthwhile thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting. And it's like, that's all great if you satisfy that until your parents are no longer here on this earth. And then you're sort of. Yeah. Then what? You know, but, then what? Yeah. But I think this has to do with like, you know, the same thing we were just talking about, like what's fueling the rocket ship. Like if you're living, if you're trying to fulfill your life's purpose and you find that, right, then I think. I mean, you get fired up, right? Like you yeah, find yourself right. in flow and all of that. I think trying to fuel a trip to to fulfill someone else's needs no, is yeah, right. You you'll never find enough fire. You're still just working <laughs> for the man, you know. Yep. You're just working for the man, yeah. and it's like it's 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 no different than having a job, right? Um, if if you find yourself trying to fulfill somebody else's purpose, I would ask. How much are you being paid? You know, how many days off do you get? Yeah. Are you, is there a compensation package here? Right. Are you getting benefits? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because like you're working for somebody else, just so you know. And I mean, people can certainly come together in relationships and have uh, wonderful synergistic partnership, you know. Yeah. Um, and how do you um how are those sort of sort of maintained in a way though and i think that's up for for people to sort of investigate for themselves whether or not in some sort of you know partnership of of some sort of i don't know marriage or relationship or whatever it is mm -hmm. right um that's that's just sort of what came to mind when you were saying people you know on, how how do people support each other yet stay true to themselves and this is the the marital vow to become one kind of kind of right. thing. It's like, is that true? Is that true? <laughs> is that true? You know, it's like sounds like codependency. Sounds like codependency to me. Yeah, it's like, is that healthy? Um, yeah. Well, so, but you can do both. But yeah. that's going to look different for everybody, though. I think those. But you know, there's still kind of this this sort of overriding theme of I, I can be in this partnership. I can be in this relationship. And still be completely true to myself and living my own truth and living my own purpose, but doing that with somebody else while they're doing theirs. And sometimes that just sort of overlaps. And what our relationship is, is um, finding delight or struggle in those times when the overlap, you know, is there or struggling or not or going going up or going down. I'm sort of talking now, right? Yeah, uh, yeah being with it wherever, yeah, it, wherever is. it is. Yeah, yeah, wherever it is. Well... So the question I want to ask related to that, I'm going to ask you it because I don't know how I'm going to answer it yet. I love when that happens. Um, so how do you know for yourself that you are like that you're in that space where you're living uh, maybe not the whole life, but how can you tell that you're engaged in something that is fully and truly true to yourself? Um. If there's a, there's a couple of things that I sort of sort of like stress test, mm -hmm. sort of stress test the situation we're in to see if this is um, 
a lot of times I think we get trapped by, by, we don't just go into something. Um, some, we, we sort of regain some sort of momentary awareness where it's like, wow, we're doing, I'm doing this now. This is weird. How did this happen? Kind yeah. of thing. How did I get here? You know, I'm, I'm in this job for three years now. Um, and this is not what I expected. How the hell did I get here? You know, and, and that's pretty much every day of my life for 50 years, just so you know, it's like, how did that, how am I 32 years old and in graduate school? I was already in graduate. What am I doing here again? Why am I in my mom's house? Why am I sleeping on this bed when I'm 29? I slept here when I was sick. I mean, so it's like life has this weird way of surprising us, uh, indefinitely and, and with great frequency. Um, if, if I came into this situation, Mostly, you know, or just like if 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 my life was what it is right now, right? Not in like the little what did I have for lunch kind of stuff, but doing engaged in the projects that I'm engaged in right now. If if I dropped into it just out of the blue, having no prior knowledge into this situation it was right now, what would I think of it? Mm. Would I say, wow, this is fantastic, or wow, this is awful. What am I doing here? You know, how did I drop into this? So it's like if if any somehow able to like clear the decks of of any any frog in the water, or slowly water getting heated up, sort of situation. Yeah. If I dropped into this into this body that I'm in right now, in context, in location, with these things going on, with these things that I'm working on, would I would I want to stay? Mm-hmm. Would I want to stay? And these days, the the answer is usually yes. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. Um, other ways that I, I have described it lately um, with uh, the stuff we're doing with our employer and all this kind of stuff is like the work that, that we're doing here. You know, it's like I teach them classes and we're doing this whole side project kind of thing. I mm-hmm. shouldn't say little. <laughs> um, uh, is, there, is there something else that my employer would offer me or could offer me that I would say yes to? Mm. And the answer is no. It's like there's literally nothing else that I would agree to do besides this stuff that I'm doing right here. Mm-hmm. Hey, Paul, do you want to serve in the whatever? No, I don't want to serve in that committee. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do this other project? No, I don't want to do that other project. You know, so it's like the things that 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 I'm doing now are it's like they're the only things that I would say yes to. Right. And that came at great cost, as you know, right? As you and I, we've talked about this before. We had to learn how to say no to a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and just sort of some things that we were trying to get, but didn't work out or that we're trying to be pushed on us that we had to push away. Right. Um, however, that sort of shows up in us. Some things that were kind of, kind of be cool, but it's not a, all the way. So it's like, uh, it kind of hurts a little bit. No. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think that living with purpose sort of requires us to come to the point where um, only doing the things that we are all in on. And we've yeah. talked about this a lot. Right. And what and what we're committed to. Yeah. And what we're really committed to. Um, I think it helps to know what we're about. Yeah. Right? right. Like for me personally, I think I'm really in like I'm all in on things that are about communication, connection and contemplation. Right. The three C's, Whatever, three C's, a different three C's than I used to be interested in. Right. Like so when I get an opportunity I think part of it is I can run it past that test. Does it hit one of those? And if it doesn't, um, then it's certainly going to be a slow yes or a no. But um, I think sometimes, sometimes it, it, it's interesting because so many things, like I could talk myself into thinking just about anything fits under those umbrellas. Yeah, right. um, but I think knowing what I'm about 
helps me articulate why things are a yes and why other things are a no. Um, and I feel so much more confident in my nose when I know why I'm saying no, like I I'm about this. So therefore I can't be about this over here. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. What's interesting for me is like when, when I encounter something or like something comes to me and it's like, what do you think about this? Is this a, what do you, is this a yes or a no? It's like, what do you, what are your thoughts on this? Um, it's commonly thought it's like, well, I'm going to get a piece of paper and I'm going to do like a cost benefit or a SWAT or something like that. Yeah. I'm going to do the pros and I'm going to write down the cons and I'm going to make a decision. Um, I, I very rarely, if ever actually do that. It's like, as soon as the, the question enters my mind about whether or not I've already, uh, you know, the decision process on whether you're going to do it or not happens instantly. Mm -hmm. um, it's like, it feels like a no, but I'm not sure why. And then I'll think about it. Right. So it's like the decision yeah. comes first and then it's like, and then it's like, why do I, th why, why is it no, mm -hmm. you know? So, and one, another way this can be stress tested is like, if this, should I do this or should I not do this? How to make a decision? Um, just, uh, just kind of do a, the answer is no. See how it feels. Mm -hmm. The answer is yes. Do you regret it? Or does it feel does it feel does it feel good? Yeah. You know, you, you can try yes and no on. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's totally. like keep it to yourself. Don't tell anybody. You don't you're not telling your boss that or whatever it is. Try them on. Yeah. You know, um, you can try on. Yes, you can try on. No, you can try on. You know what? Give me give me a couple of days of sleep on it. Yep. Now that the offer has been made and and or the ask has been made, and I'll I'm going to see where it, where it shakes out. And don't even have to try to come up with pros and cons because yeah. it's like if the if whatever the initial feeling is with the eh, or the yay or the eh, I don't think so. I don't think writing on a piece of paper pros and cons is going to bring clarity or change that feeling too often. Right. A lot of times for me. The the pain is in the communicating the decision. It's yeah. not in making the decision. Right. Um, right. And I mean, I think you're right. Like a lot of times if I listen to my body, I know as soon as I get the offer it's or like the I ask, do that. like <laughs> mm, that's not me. Yeah, I don't right? think so. Um, but it does take a little investigation to find the words to explain it. Right. Like yeah. that's yeah. yeah. Um, but I think like sitting down and writing the no email like like sometimes i'll talk myself into it like okay i'm just all i'm doing is just writing an email i'm gonna write the no and see how it feels and you get that email written and i usually write it like often like a notes app so there's no risk of accidentally yeah, sending right, it right, right um but then by the time i've written the email i'm like oh well i could just copy and paste this and be done with it yeah yeah right. versus like because sometimes my inbox will grow sort of weedy because I'm afraid to just sit down and say what I need to say. Yeah. And once you just pull the bandaid off. I think, I think every significant ask that one person could make of another one. Um, I think it's fully appropriate for the person who's getting asked or offered or whatever it is to uh, ask as many follow-up questions as you can. And, you know, you and I've seen this often. Yeah. Um, like a request comes in to do a thing and it's like, we we might not actually have enough information to make a decision on mm -hmm. whether or not this is true to our purpose or in the mission or sort of yep. whether or not it's something that we would enjoy for right. one, you know, um, just to be, let's be super simple about this. That would be cool and fun that we'd be interested in doing, right? Yes. Uh, you and me are both of us. 
And so it's like, I don't know, we don't really have enough information. Let's send a, let's send a follow-up question back. And, uh, we learn a lot from that, don't we? We do. We do. <laughs> it's like, and, and sometimes, uh, it's like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. It's like, all right, cool. Thanks for the info. Yeah. Like that helps us out or you're nothing yep. or, you know, you get, Ooh, those are good questions. Let me get back to you. Right. So it's like questions come up in that, that they don't have the answer to. So they have to go and sort of reevaluate what it is they're actually asking in the first place. Right. A little bit. So it's like in, in all three of those cases, all three of those cases, you know, good things happened. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the situation sort of <laughs> resolved itself or yeah. um, enough information to actually be able to know what it is. We're actually saying yes or news. No. Right. But it's like this, this life is a curiosity more than anything else. And so, which brings us to one of our rules. I don't know which one it is, number four, number five, or whatever it is. Twelve and a half. If, if they if they require a yes or no on the spot, it's always no. Right. hundred percent of the time. Yep. It's like, do you want a million dollars? You have to tell me right now. It's like, nope. Yeah. Keep it. <laughs> right. It's like, nope. Well, and we were talking like, about if this. Not let me, if, they, if, if they're not going to let me sleep on it, then they don't want me to sleep on it. So it's like, you know what? I'm going to sleep on it. And if that makes it a no, then it's a no. Yeah. We were talking about this earlier. Um, sometimes when we both know that something's a no, I still think we gain so much by talking about why yeah. it's a no for both of us. Um, like I can think of, and I'm not going to bring them up in too much detail, but like Names I can think withheld to protect <laughs> so the this innocent one time, and the this guilty. One guy, yeah, but I can think of two no's that we've given um, where I think when one thing was asked, um, I knew the second I saw it. This is not a thing that Sherry wants to do. Right, right, um, right. And so we bounced it back and forth. Like, well, what is this person asking? What would this look like? And we're like trying to envision ourselves there. And then it becomes clear that the, under no circumstances can either of us see ourselves doing the thing. And so then it's like, oh, well, this is a no. But now we know. We know that this is not the kind of thing we do. Right. And then we can... Um, Next time something like that pops up, we have a ready answer because we know what kinds of things we say no to. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of become, you know, the conversations, whether trivial or or bigger in magnitude, become uh, become policy mm-hmm. sort of, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like part of the operation agreement. You know, yeah. it's like under these circumstances where this kind of question comes in that goes down this line, this is the answer that we're going to give. Right? right. And it's just, it makes things simple. Yeah. And, and this is why, and we know that we're behind this answer because we talked about it and um, we know what the, what's going to happen if we say yes. And it's not stuff we like, um, yeah. or it's going to make it hard for us to, to do it the way we want to do it. Right. Uh, you know, so it, it sort of goes into the policy manual. Yeah. And likewise, bit. the yeses do too. Yeah, like when you were on retreat, I accepted on our behalf yeah. a speaking engagement. And so I remember being like, hello, Paul, welcome back to the universe. Uh, just so you know, have, you have this have speaking 45 thing minutes. that you're doing. <laughs> In three days, we have 45 yeah. minutes. For- um, but it's Great. because we had such a clear sense of what we say yes to. Right. That like it didn't feel like, well, guess what I've roped you into this week. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. It was fine. No, it was great. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Yeah. It was like, of course, of course, we'll do that. Of you would have we'll hated if I had said no. No. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. So how do you. So again, it's like it's the with the situation we're in, you know, dare dare we be courageous enough to pause every once in a while and say, would I choose this? Mm-hmm. You know, did I get here by accident or, 
however I got where I am, would I choose this? If this was one of the options that I could say, yeah, I'll take some of that. If this was, if life was a buffet and something would just put on your plate, are you like, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. I'll take it. Or is it like, you know, I don't really want this. Um, yeah. And so, that, I mean, that's another little stress test way. It's like, look at the life you have in different aspects of it. It's like, would you choose that? Right. Well, and part of that, I think, is... If you had a, if you had a get out of jail free card for this situation, would you use it? Would you use it? Yeah. Well, and so much of what we do sometimes, I think, is almost habitual. Like, why do we do this thing? Well, because we've always done this thing. <sighs> right? Oh, hang on a second. I'm triggered. I'm, I'm triggered. <laughs> hang on. Hang on, I'm like convulsing over here. It's like he's literally shaking. It's like I, I cannot avoid having a visceral response to the negative, yeah. to that reason about why things happen. Yeah. Uh, welcome to academia. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it's like welcome to higher ed. Um, it's like why are lectures the way that they are? Why do we get in a room and 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 talk to uh, to our students for an hour? It's like because they've been doing it that way since the 1300s. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh my god! It's like the entire. So I'm I'm taking this down a different direction. No, but it's no, like it's, it's like I have I, I think I have trauma yeah. on board with. You know, having to do things in particular ways because that's the way they've always been done. It is like it is the worst, the absolute worst reason to do anything. Right. Is because you've always done it that way. But so often like those things, it does take this intentional pause sometimes, I think, to even realize that that we're doing it. And it shows up with all kinds of things. I was talking uh, to one of our dear friends, Beth, about this recently. Hi, Beth. Hi, Beth. Yeah. Um, but, you know, little things about like like um, the drinks you have during a day, yeah. right? Like, is that drink that you select really your preference or is it your habit, right? Like, um, and you noticed this recently, like, why do you start your day with coffee? Because you start yeah. your day with coffee. Yeah, it's what we've always done. <laughs> right? Um so I, and it's not that habits are bad. I don't, I don't think that at all, but I do think it's, it's worthwhile to every now and then pause and be like, why is this my choice? Yeah. And is this the choice I want to make again tomorrow? Like, yeah, like yeah. is, is this the one I, I want to keep choosing? Um, and I'm having this with coffee uh, right now. Like I have gone from like drinking two cups of coffee every morning to one cup of coffee every morning. And now I'm like kind of like half a glass of glass. Because I drink it in a... Yeah, you drink it in a glass. You have a tumbler of coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's your problem, Sherry. (laughs) Um, But it's just dwindling. A pint of coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I fill it all the way up. Yep. Um, But but I find that I drink like six... Coffee on tap. Six glasses of tea. (laughs) And not the kind with sugar in it. Um, But I drink a lot more tea because I enjoy it and it feels comforting. And then coffee in the morning feels like this, you know, it feels like the equivalent of like brushing my teeth in the morning. It's just like, yeah, sort of this ritual. is what we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sort of, mm-hmm. this is what we do, ritual. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I, I, I'm not sure if, because the, the couple of times that I've sort of paused coffee mm-hmm. um, in, in my life, uh, one one time I'm, I'm sort of halfway in the middle of, of that sort of right now, but I have to be honest, I did have a cup of coffee this morning. Mm. I know, getting <laughs> getting crazy over here. Um, you are yeah, wild and crazy guy. Yeah. Um, I mean, the backstory 
you know, from the time I was 17 until today, I've had coffee on 99.999% of those mornings. Right. <laughs> that would right. be an underestimate. Um, but it's like, get up, make a carafe of coffee, a little French press situation I've always used. And it's like, my wife and I have a cup of coffee in the morning and we talk about the what's going on out at the bird feeder out mm-hmm. in the patio and flip through YouTube and see what's in the news or, or kind of whatever. And it's like, it's, it's it's like not actually the the coffee that that sort of does it. It's the association of the coffee with all the other stuff. So it's like it's it's a piece that fits very well into this puzzle of what mornings sort of look like. Right. And whatever the negative consequences of that are, um, but I mean, trying to find out if coffee is good for you or not is somebody weighs in on that every week you know it's like there's good things about this but you know depends what? on what the person you ask is selling yeah it is it, it does and you know there's a difference between a cup of coffee in the morning and having like 45 cups of coffee in the morning i think <laughs> it's like we're not drinking all day like you said it's like it's a cup of coffee in the morning it's two cups of coffee it's like it's fine yeah you'll, you'll probably be okay um let our longevity be our guide on on that question i think um but it's uh, it's 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 not about about the coffee, you know. Yeah. It's like the the smells of it, the textures of it, and all that has been plugged into and connected and wired into all this other kind of stuff, right? To this like holistic sort of experience, and when it's when it's cut out of the of the ritual, you feel it, you mm-hmm. feel it, you know. It's like yeah, I'm having a cup of tea, and it's okay, but it still feels like something's missing here, and it's not just the neurochemistry of you know, tea versus coffee, which is different, by the way. Um, this is like the the departure from what mornings have looked like for 35 years, right. you know, 30 years. And that's going to be felt. 33, I 33, think. yeah, give or take. Uh, and that's going to get felt. That's going to get felt. So, yeah. and it's not a for better or for worse thing. It, is, it sort of is what it is. Yeah. Um, and on the couple of times over the last, you know, month or so that I've had a cup of coffee in the morning, it's like, it's, it's 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 comfortable, you know. Yeah. It's like it's not that boy. I sure do like coffee, and boy, I did miss it. It's not that. It's like it feels comfortable yeah. somehow. Well, one of the things that I think has shifted in me is that I think at a certain point in my life, I required coffee. I used coffee as a substance that would give me the energy I needed to face a day I was dreading. And you know why you chose coffee for that? Because it's very good for that. Because it works. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it absolutely works. Right? Yeah. Um, Almost every time. It works. <laughs> it's like it's a fantastic tool for doing exactly that. Yeah. And so one of the things that I kind of can predict is like, if I'm starting to question whether I want to drink coffee, it probably means my life is going pretty well. Yeah. Because I'm not trying to use it as a tool to compensate for the fact that I haven't been yeah. taking care of right. myself. Right, right, Um, So then it's not like, and you know, the same thing is true with alcohol, right? Like, Yeah, I was going to say, I yeah. was going to say, yeah. Am I having a glass of wine at the end of the day with my dinner because it enhances the pairing? Or am I like guzzling down a bottle because I'd like to forget yeah. I'll just like, end the sentence. Yeah, there, yeah, right? I know. Like, right. You know? I, I hesitate to go too far down this road, but it's like having a hard time and looking for something to get you through the day. I have the perfect thing for it. <laughs> have you tried booze? Yeah. You know, because <laughs> it'll work. The problem's not going to go away and you'll feel like shit tomorrow. But, you know, it, 
you know, it, it might do something that you so, might regret. I don't know. Right. Um, but I, my association with coffee has been different from that. It hasn't been used in that way. I always dug the culture. Mm. coffee culture it's like i wanted to feel like i i was a participant in what you would call coffee culture so it's like i'm going to go to the coffee shop and take my laptop and i'm going to be productive and drink coffee like a hipster and yeah. uh, i'm going to look at all these emails i'm sending Ooh, i'm doing very <laughs> organizational things it's like boy this is fantastic boy i sure am writing a lot of stuff today this is great i really look like i'm working hard in this modern age in which we live <laughs> post-industrial society in which we can participate Ooh, wi-fi you know so it's like it was always that you know i I really, you know, in perpetual graduate school kind yeah. of stuff, it's like try to avoid coffee when you're in graduate school. Yeah. It just comes at you from every direction. Um, uh, but it, it was it was never me powering through something I really didn't enjoy. I never really used it that way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I employed other tools for, for that, you know. Um, it was always uh, coffee culture was always kind of appealing appealing to me yeah for some reason yeah you know this whole you know have this wonderful conversation about intellectual things down at the coffee shop mm -hmm. of this was the 90s you know yeah. this was the 90s well i mean in some ways we starbucks was on the rise you know yeah. and it's like coffee became sort of cool it wasn't just maxwell house in folgers crystals and that kind of stuff right but we kind of replicate that in this space that we're sitting in now. We do. Right? We do a little bit. Yeah, we do a little bit. You know, we get the warm beverage service going. Yeah. We do crank out a lot of productive emails. Sometimes we even put on like the coffee shop music. Yeah, we do. Yeah. So there's something about that environment that says, ooh, I am productive. Yeah, I'm productive now. Like, yeah. It's interesting. <laughs> well, and nothing beats coffee for line, take, take thoughts <laughs> and ideas and tasks and line them up into a nice, nice linear thing yeah. and plow them down, you know, um, it linearizes thought, you know, it, it linearizes thought and intention. Right. Yeah. It does. Yeah. For me, I, I should say for me, it does. You know, it takes all these things in my head and it puts them in a straight line and it's like, okay, now I can like knock down the pins. It's, yeah. For me, I think, like, I need the pairing of coffee and green tea. I'm starting to want a cup of coffee over here. I know. I know. <laughs> it's like, why am I suddenly in the mood for a cup of coffee? Yeah. We're going to have to change the... Yeah, green tea is good. Yeah. Right? Green tea is but good for that, too. But it's the L-theanine Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I used to take theanine, like, as a supplement. Yeah. Yep. Um, green tea is great for that. Yeah. But, I mean, all of this is just about, like knowing sort of what's alive within you and what you need and what you want to accomplish and what are the tools that get you there. And yeah. your beverage choice is one of those things. Yeah, it is. It's it not is. the only one. It's not. Um, there are lots of different tools. We've been playing with a tool this week. We have. That has fueled our, I don't want to say it's fueled our pro productivity because I'm kind of like, anti-productivity hacks because i mean what after 101 episodes we're going to change the it's like we're going to talk about grind culture and hustling is a great thing now yeah. <laughs> we've been bashing it for 101 weeks so it's like <laughs> right. all of a sudden it's a good thing what are you talking about well right? but i don't think that's what we're doing i think i think what we're talking about is similar to what coffee does for you we're talking about using a tool that helps us line up the chaos that's in our head right 
and hold uh, the chaos in our heads so that our actual human brains have space to do the things that only human brains can do. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better. I couldn't have said it better. That's a snippet oh. for the week for the Insta, I think. That's it. Yeah. Because, yeah. um, I mean, when, when it comes down to it, you know, caffeine, whether coffee or tea or whatever, is is an amplifier for what's present. Yeah. You know, it's it's not doing something on its own. It's, it's just making things sort of amplified a little bit. Whatever else is there, caffeine is going to ramp it up. Right. Right. And so it's like if if focus is, is wavering and you got a million things on your line on your mind and you drink two cups of coffee, everything is going to get blown up. Right. Yeah. It's like yeah. like everything is going to get amplified and magnified. And it's like, have you made progress here? Yeah. You know, it's like Maybe, maybe maybe not maybe not so it's like there's there's a little bit of a difference between how do you how do you direct thought yeah. and how do you know what the appropriate place to direct your attention to is at the time that coffee or whatever it is right. theanine b2 whatever b12 yeah. could is, is going to then you know push the cart down the road with or just internal motivation and attention or a glass of water could do right you know um but again getting back to this like in, unless you know what it is you're actually here to do with your true intention and your i hate to say purpose or something like that but it's like what's meaningful to you is right um the coffee's not going to help or the tea or the theanine mm -hmm. or the glass glass of water you're just going to be doing all the meaningless stuff that doesn't satisfy you at a higher rate. <laughs> you're going to be doing meaningless stuff much more effectively. Than yeah. We refuse to be. Yeah, you're right. We have been working with a little online tool lately. And it has, um, I think that the jury is still out for me. It's like, I love it. I love it. Love it. Um, things do seem to be different mm -hmm. with workflow since we've been using it. And it's like the, the mind is made more clear. Yes. Through using it. Um, so it's, I'm not like the jury's out of, I'm going to keep using it. I think we're in on it. Um, but it's like, I'm, I'm still at the paying attention to what the differences is yeah. kind of phase just for curiosity, but it's like, right. it, it clearly is doing something good. It is. I think part of what it's doing is helping, I won't speak for you, but it's helping my brain feel confident in when it's time to just clock out for the day. Yeah. That's helpful. Like it's helpful to know, like, has work been done? Yes. Have goals been met? Yes. Um, is everything that needs to be taken care of being held in some ways so that um, there's space for me to do other stuff. And I've been thinking about this a lot related to like what needs are sort of unmet or not as met as I would like in my life. Right, and right, right, right. for me, like I need... Um, I am looking for more playfulness and joy in my life and sitting around thinking about the work that needs to be done does not make <laughs> me feel playful. Yeah. I don't know why. Right. Imagine that. So the more I store that crap, then I have space to be a human person. Um, yeah. So I think that's really cool. Like um, it, I think it is like the next step in this recovering type a personality thing yeah right like right. yeah right for me i know what, what is true is the more time and energy and brain power i have to spend on trying to remember what i have to do the less room i have for creativity yes 
Totally. You know, so it's like, I, I cannot do both. So it's like, if I, if I spend half of my time trying to remember all the stuff I have to do, I will not have more than 50% creativity to harness. Yeah. You know? And so, I mean, this is not, not a new thing I'm about to say. If you get everything out there and written down somewhere in a way that can be organized, then you don't have to think about it anymore. Put timers on it so it pops up. Mm-hmm. Know what you have to do and when you have to do it by. And you can use 100% creativity, 90%, 90% creativity, 10% using the tool. Yes. You know, um, and then get a good night's sleep. Right. You know, to, to really harness the creativity by being well rested. Right. You know, because sleep is the creativity killer as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's like, what do you have to do in order to have a good night's sleep? A lot of that is organize your shit. Yeah. So you're not, have to wor- you're not worrying about what you missed, what you still have to do. It's all out there somewhere in a clearly defined, accessible place that I can get you on my phone, on my, yep. you know, on my PC, whatever it might be, to where I know that I'm not forgetting something. Yeah. And every, if I just do the stuff that is listed here, and I do it the way that I do things, you know, not half-ass it, actually only only do the things that I love that I've chosen, knowing that I've actively made a decision mm-hmm. to do these things because they're true to my heart and they're in my own personal mission and they feel great to do it and all that kind of stuff. I will do them. Yeah. And like like you said, you know, five o'clock hits and you ring the bell and you slide down the dinosaur and into your car <laughs> and you right. roll yourself home with the Flintstones. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Meet the Flintstones, they're among the family. I'm from the town of Bedrock. That's uh, a good one. Anyway, they're a patriot out of history. Um, clearly, I watched the Flintstones a lot. I was going to say, I was, <laughs> I was wondering like, like, if we were going to get like the full theme uh, song. Well, I was like, like, wow, I think you know the whole song. Yeah, yeah, you do. Um, it's easier to clock out when you know you, you did the work of the day. And yeah. you, you're never left going home and wondering, it's like, did I actually do anything today? You just look at the... Look at the board and it's like, yeah, I did. And it's I did. Not, you know, not, and I did all these things. So I'm going to go to bed with a clear conscience because I, I've i done things today. Right. You know? Well, and I would say it's not just clocking out. It's also clocking in. It's also showing up fully because so Correct. like Correct. even for a recording today, right? Like we did a lot of like organization and like things that are on our calendars and on our schedules like I graded this morning. We did some organizing. There was something I wanted to write that I've been putting off. Like we basically took care of all the things. Yeah. Um, that if we hadn't while we were recording today, I would be thinking, Oh, I really need to remember. And Oh, I should. And yeah. blah, blah, blah. and even there's like behind your head, there's like a yeah, list. I was going to say there's this board, right? <laughs> yeah. There's like, <laughs> right and I me. can see this list of, okay, there are four things that we would like to talk about today before we leave. And that board is storing them. So I don't have to remember them, which means I can be fully like my brain knows that for this hour, this is the work to be done. Yeah. And that everything else, all the other work, has a different hour. Yeah, and it's in, it's in place. Yep. Like taking this is banter with Paul hour. Waiting patiently for yep. its its uh, its number right. to come up, and just it, like come the up podcast waited for its number to come up. Right, right, right. Yeah. So that's been very good uh, to use that. That's been I think a, so too. It's really good to use that, and to do that though requires some true, authentic, honest, uh, inward looking at exactly. So what really is on the plate you know it's like what actually are the things that you actually are being held responsible for either because you've said yes or because well 
you've said yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess that's really just sort of it. Uh, yeah. Whether it's a yes you regret or a, a yes you embrace, you know, you you have an obligation to something that you've taken on. Right. And, uh, but I really don't want to do that thing. Do I have to put it on the board? Yes, you mm-hmm. do, right? Um, and one of the things that you can put on the board next to it is how do I get, get myself out of this thing that I said yes to? And that can be something that you can work on as well as part yeah. of your productivity suite. Um, so, but it, it requires a, it, it's 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 a full confessional, yeah. You know, of okay, these are the things that I really have to do, and um, there are a couple of little things that I that come to me every once in a while that I like that I did not put on there. It's like I didn't put that one recommendation letter on there. Should I? It's like I'll just do it, you know. Um, but you know, all the stuff that that are fully within the mission and agree to that are really going to be something that's going to either distract us if we're trying to do something else, get it up there and, mm-hmm. and have it live in a place. So it is an excellent tool just to do an honest assessment of what, in what ways your attention and your focus are being competed for, because that's what's happening. Right. You're, you know, things compete for our attention. Yeah. Either by choice or by necessity. Right. And if we don't line them up and tell them what order they're going to be addressed and attended to, they will fight each other for it. Yep. They will fight each other. Yep. And something will win. And it might not be the thing that you <laughs> that you wanted it to, but you left him no choice. But then the third temper tantrums. Right. So we're just sort of laying this sort of stuff out, you know, precludes the temper tantrum of all these things, ideas, notions, tasks, objectives from competing with each other. Because like all y'all can have a fizzy water and wait your turn and everybody's going to get their due attention. It's going to be great. Right now we're doing this. Yeah. You know, and then we're going to do that. We're going to do that. Then we're going to do that. It's going to be perfect. Yep. I think it helps with the, like when we're doing that, like, I mean, we keep saying this, we're doing this now. Right. right? And I think that like helps us show up fully for this is the thing we're doing right now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I also think like I, this morning I pushed myself to put more on our boards of like the things that, you know, I went through this like, well, that's a me thing, not a me and Paul thing. Um, But there was something just in the like visibility of like, this is on my plate and I'm going to put it on the plate so that uh, partially because I knew like, these are things that I need to get done. And if I don't accomplish them, they're actually going to leech from our time. Right, 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 right. right. And so like, it's it's sort of the visibility of like these are the leeches that yeah, are coming it's with turn me into today. Turn into a shark and take a bite out of something else that right. that is a is a you and me thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so we've got like I think both of us have a few kind of like things that are percolating under the surface that are just like you know letters that we both just need to sit and bang out yeah, and things right. like that. But at least we know those are there and kind of know those are things that are gonna. You know, grading. Like, I think we've had the, when are you grading yeah. a semester <laughs> conversation? Uh, in May. In May. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> right before grades are due. We're right. grade everything. I think that's... 15 weeks right before grades are due. Are you caught up? Uh, in one class, I am close. Nice. In the other one, I am not. Yeah. That might happen tomorrow. Yeah. It will not happen right now because we're doing this now. We're doing this now. Yeah. I'm at a place where I would describe myself as comfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not too, I'm not uncomfortable just because the semester is still a little young. So it's like, I'm not that far behind because we sort of just got started, but we're creeping up on what week four. Yeah. I got to make my canvas modules for next week. I got a little grade. That's on do. the list. Yeah. So I got a couple of things to. It will emerge on the list tomorrow. So while I'm teaching, on. you can knock that out. Yeah. 
we we do have a nice flow at yeah, this point. It's, it's yeah. working. It's working. It is working. <sighs> and it's useful though because we've taken on some more responsibilities with what we're doing here at the college. So mm-hmm. um, it's a it's a good kind thing for not only us to do to ourselves but for each other to mm-hmm. lay out where the operations of what we're doing is gonna is gonna go. Yeah. Um, because what it's like, what is the commitment here, right? It's like, well, to my own happiness, to my own satisfaction, to my own joy and sense of meaningfulness. But it's like with things that anyone would work together on, it's like part of my commitment is to this that you right. and I are doing together. And right. so it requires both of us yeah. to do this. So these things need to go on there too. Right. You know, out of consideration, kindness and effectiveness, because this is one of those, if I want to do this thing the best I can, somebody else might be involved in mm-hmm. this case, you, right. right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there's a conversation there about what are, what are the needs and how are they being met and how do yeah. we, how do we respect each other right. to, to do them? knowing that not everything is going to happen perfectly, but that's where you need to have the courage to just say, you know, what do you think about this thing? I think it's a no. What do you think? And it's like, usually we agree. Usually we agree. You know, it's hard for me to come up with, with times when we haven't, but you know, I like to think that, can you have one? I did. Okay. (laughs) There was something that. I'll try to convince you of my point of view here in a minute. Well, I was going to say, there was something that you were like, I think we should do this. And I was like, absolutely not. Here's why. And then two days later, I think we were having coffee at a, at a Starbucks. Oh, I yeah, think. And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. okay, so, you, so I want to do this now. And you're like, wait, we have since received funding for this initiative. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so in clearly, the end, was Paul, right. Was right. Yeah, so <laughs> Paul was right. That's what I wanted to get to. Right. Um, uh, but being, having the, having the framework in place where we, we both know clearly what it is that we're trying to do when a disagreement emerges it's like my commitment is not to being right my commitment is to right the partnership well it's like what you say you have with your husband which i hope everybody has with their spouse you know it's like the commitment is to the marriage not to being right right you know so sometimes it's maybe the best thing is to give a little right it's like you know i would do it this way but you know we'll we'll try it your way and it's fine we'll see how it goes and we'll take a lot of notes yeah you know well and in the end i think what i offered even though it sounded like no at first i mean it, it was a no it was a no it was like no but it basically <laughs> turned in it, it kept us from being a fast yes and in the end i think what we proposed was probably was maybe more we gave it time to grow and mature in the space of the, right. the no i yeah, think yeah i think so i think so too yeah i think so too so, so instead of like oh we could do this thing sure you know like yeah. i think I don't know, like when I was sort of towards the beginning of my academic career, which, as I say, I've realized means I am no longer at the beginning of my academic career. How interesting. Well, it started when you were five. Yeah, right. That's true. First day of kindergarten is when you begin your academic career. That's when I started mine. But like when I used to go to conferences when I was sort of, you know, fresh MA or even fresh PhD, like I would be involved in these rich academic conversations and then there were all these projects would emerge from that like oh what if we and we could and and so what ended up from that is i ended up taking on more responsibility than i could handle because everything sounds great in the moment yeah right but not everything is right in the moment right so i think this the slowness of those decisions sometimes makes sure is it my enthusiasm that's saying yes, or is it the right fit that's saying yes? Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I used to hear when I was in graduate school, um, 
uh, at a fine institution, by the way, mm-hmm. um, was when, when talking like at conferences, doing like t- talking to colleagues mm-hmm. that are not at my institution or whatever it was from graduate school. And, you know, in the, you know, because at the conferences, more happens in the hallway than happens in the conference. Room, Absolutely. Right? Anybody yeah. who's been to a conference, I think an academic one anyway, probably knows that to be yeah. true. Um, more happens in the bar than in the mm-hmm. the good stuff anyway. Um, ooh, that project sounds great. It could really dovetail into all of these other sort of things, which would be fantastic for your career. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Let's I'd like to keep minute. my tail feathers close together, yeah, actually. close together for a little bit, you know, because I do have to finish. And it's like avoiding the path of distraction. And, you know, if I do this, then I'll get that later. And it'll be good for my career in 10 years if I do this thing. That was like, I don't love it. It's funny because people don't talk about, you know, what would be bad for your career? Burnout. Yeah. Losing focus would be catastrophe. Right. Like, um, yeah. Not sleeping would not be good for your career. You know, it'd also be bad for your health and your health. Yeah. So it's interesting. Having bad health is not good for your career. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's, I mean, it's really not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, um, it's been interesting how organizing the stuff our heads don't have to hold has helped fuel and target our fire. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. And um, technolo- See how I brought that full circle? I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, technology <laughs> isn't the answer to everything, but it is the answer to some things, you know. Um, a bunch of statements that are true that are not a surprise to anyone. Email is not perfect for everything. Right. There are or other tools. Maybe anything. Or anything, right? Um, <laughs> it's good. For, it's good for addressing the statement of why are we having a meeting? This could have been an email. You know, it's like that's a good use of email is not avo- is, is avoiding a meeting. Um, but I mean, there are ways to communicate rapidly with colleagues that are not email. I mean, these products are out there. Some places have Microsoft Teams that they always use by default because of their contracts. Slack is a good one. Yeah. There's many of them out there. Um, for the stuff that we're using. I don't know if we want to say which one it is, but there's Monday.com, there's Miro, there's Trello, there's Jira. I mean, there's all, all these productivity suites. And, right. you know, it's like, we know which one we use. Try them out. Yeah. Right? Try try them out. A lot of, many of them, if not most of them, have free, you know, not just like trial version for two weeks, but like free, just like yeah. a, free, a free version. Slack yeah. has a free version. Miro has a free version. Trello has a free version. Yeah. Uh, Microsoft does not have a free <laughs> version of anything, I don't think, except, you know. Yeah. Whatever. Um, uh, but, I mean, but I mean, even but like. Get, get a dry erase board and some markers and, a, and, and some sticky notes. Yeah. You know, get a, get a uh, you know, a productivity notebook. Yeah. You know, start start by just making a list of everything that you're actually obligated to. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was thinking. See, see if you can make three of them go away. Right. I was thinking, you know, for the longest time I've had a, you know, just a Word document or a Google document or something like, you know, some sort of document in the cloud. Right. 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 Um, that was just titled Sherry needs a list. And it was just all the things I was trying to keep in my right, head right, right. Um, that I put there. And then in the same tool that we've been using, I have a separate uh, space for myself that just has a board called Brain Dump. And that's where I'm just storing the stuff that I've been sick of looking at in my inbox. I need it out of there. But I know I want to know that it's in a place that's organized and easily accessible. Right. So a brain dump is delightful. Yeah. 
Yeah. So sometimes it's just knowing the things that you're stressed about or that you're on loop about are saved somewhere. Yeah. So that you don't have to keep them in the front of your brain. You know what I want? What? I want a digital recorder. Hmm. You know, and it might be like, but you have your phone. It's like, yep, but I have to press too many buttons to get to it. Because it's like, I have so many good ideas about this would be a good podcast or, ooh, we could do this and that kind of stuff in my car when I'm driving Yeah. here, you know, or and I hear something that's cool or something comes to me, whatever it might be. It's like, if I could grab a little digital recorder and press one button and talk. You know, it's yeah. like, but you have your phone and it's like, I have to unlock it. Then I have to do the fingerprint and then I have to not crash. And then I have to find the record button. Then I can do it. It's like, that's four or five different things and possibly an automobile accident. Yeah. So it's like, we want to just keep a notebook. It's like, cause it's hard to write and drive at the same damn time, it, you know? <laughs> so it's like, I can reach over and grab this thing and hit the record button and talk. And it's like, it's there. Right. My, um, I had dinner with a friend a couple of months ago and she does a lot of voice notes and the way she does it is just by using the uh assistant already built into her phone hey google yeah it's i i think she has siri but it's still um you know she just will say you know she'll and so she would do it just a couple of times during our meal as she would just pick up her phone and she would say into it hey you know Make a note of this, and yeah, I'll try that. Um, I'll try yeah, that. that might be. Yeah, I'll try that because um, it's like, why do I? Why do I have a high-end smartphone, and I'm still looking to buy a digital recorder at Best Buy? You know, yeah. it's like clearly there's got to be a solution here. They don't have to pay for something for, but it doesn't. Yeah. I haven't found it yet. So, yeah, what? Uh, what? Uh, what? Uh, I think. What, what's my solution here? So I'll, I'll try it out. I think you can make the. Make the tool to stuff come in and go. Ooh, I mean that that should be the thing that triggers Google to take a note. I should, just the, the sound. Ooh, because when I say ooh, you know something good has happened that came to me, and this when yeah. I say ooh. Yeah. Can remember I mean, whatever I say after I say the word. Ooh. Can you use your your phone to do like, hey, send a text message to? I've never tried it because I'm a okay. freaking luddite. Yeah. It's like I. It's a miracle Paul is not 50 using years a, old. To me, yeah. Well, when you're 50, you want to send a carrier pigeon just like me. I've heard of this new thing called the telegraph. Maybe I'll yeah. try that one of these days. Uh, well, that gives you that gives you some homework. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I mean, I, 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 I was I'm Gen X, right? It's like I witnessed the rise of modern personal computing. You know, yeah. it's like I dig it. It was cool. It still is. I'm a, uh, I'm sort of nerdy when it comes to tech and gear, you may have heard. So yeah, uh, I'm always looking for new solutions to things. Uh, and like I said, technology doesn't fix everything or change everything, but it makes some things easier. Sure. And like lining up your life in a way that taps into not only yeah. what your obligations are, but whether what you how you feel about them and what order you do them to at least know that you're firing that rocket instead of blowing up like an explosion. Right. Um, those tools are there. Yeah. You know, and it might take a little discipline and practice to learn how to tweak them just for your particular preference, but they're yeah. there. Well, I mean, there's a whole bunch of, you know, kind of press, I guess, right now and has been for a little while about like breaking up with your phone and getting rid of the addictive nature of the phone. And I think in that, like, I'm not necessarily, I'm not one of these people who's ready to go back to a flip phone, right? What I want is this little gadget to work for me. Yeah, right. And not have me be a tool for it. Um, I think that's the key thing. That's so. the second Instagram quote of the day, I think. <laughs> I always like it when you enjoy the things I say. Yeah, that's that was nice. a good one. That's very nice. For 102 weeks 
I've mm-hmm. enjoyed the things that you say. Me too. For you, not yeah, like of I, I've I started. Them, I started appreciating myself 102 weeks ago. But isn't uh, but that no. true as well? Isn't that true? It as might well? be true. It's been a journey, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. Yep. It has. May it so, continue. May it continue. Uh, we should let these fine folks go. Indeed. Thanks, they have, Paul. They have stuff to do that's near and dear to their hearts, that satisfies their purpose, that uh, that is in line with their authentic selves. Yes. We should let them get to it. And we have four items on a list to talk about. Yeah, we, we get to move the recorded podcast over to the done column, though. <gasps> Ooh, I'll nice. let you do that one. Productivity. All right. Um, but it's productivity. that It's positive productivity. It's not mm-hmm. it's for, for the self and one's own. Uh, joy. It is doing the work that is ours. Yeah. Mm. Right. So find that. So have a wonderful week, everyone. We'll see you soon. Yes, indeed. Say bye, Sherry. Bye, Sherry. Nice. See you, everybody. Bye.